Molly Fisk, Observations from a Working Poet. There's a push in our culture to just have one feeling at a time, unopposed. Pure joy, abject sorrow. The idea that you could have sadness mixed with a little relief is frowned on. We all suffer under this pressure, since life is more complex and changeable than that. I watch my moods shift between one highway exit and the next, for heaven's sakes. Feeling only one thing at a time is nearly impossible, and also the root of fundamentalism, something I try to avoid. But being United Statesian, I'm trained to conform to this cultural belief, and maybe humans are in general, who knows? When something good happens, but there's a piece of it that feels off or breaks the mood, I'm disoriented. Once a friend of mine made me a dress. I'd planned to make it myself but got too busy, so she took the fabric, pattern, and little white buttons home and presented it to me a week later complete. It was so beautiful. It fit perfectly, and she'd even put pockets into the full skirt. I wore it all summer, and then my mom came to town. Almost the first thing out of her mouth was, It looks great on you. Too bad the design is upside down on one side of the bodice. The dress was dark green with small animals on it. Squirrels, birds, maybe foxes. It looked like William Morris wallpaper and buttoned down the front. Mom was right. One side of the bodice and the skirt and the sleeves were right side up, but the other side had upside down animals, and I hadn't noticed. I never wore the dress again without thinking to myself, oh well. Twenty years later, my first book of poems came out. I'd worked for a decade to get it published and loved the press, the cover, felt like a real writer at last. It was a big deal. I got a box of copies in the mail and sat down to read one. I was so happy. I signed a few, gave one to my boyfriend who clapped and cheered. This was before selfies and social media, so I didn't do any of that stuff. But believe me, I celebrated. The next day, I got a phone call from my contact at the press, apologizing. What's wrong, I asked. Haven't you looked at the table of contents? Well, no, that wasn't high on my list. I opened the book. There were the poem titles in the right order, but, alas, no corresponding page numbers. Good grief. This wasn't print-on-demand. Two thousand copies of my book were in the warehouse. I thought about writing the numerals in by hand, and then came to my senses. My handwriting isn't that kind of good. Instead, I learned to joke that having no page numbers was on purpose, a nod to surrealism and the avant-garde. But yikes, ouch. Maybe these examples aren't exactly your jam. I was raised by white Anglo-Saxon Protestants who thought how things looked was more important than almost anything. But I know you have versions of your own, times when you were secretly a little bit glad about something tragic, or when disappointment splashed the party. The world is in such dire straits right now. I wish perfection existed and absoluteness worked, right or wrong, up or down, no compromising. It's so much easier. But, as both of my grandmothers like to say, dream on, sister. Award-winning poet Molly Fisk writes, coaches, and teaches writing in California's Sierra Nevada foothills. 
You can reach her at mollyfisk.com. This program is produced at the studios of KVMR-FM, Nevada City, California. Funding is provided by Harmony Books of Downtown Nevada City and KVMR with support from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting.